Boom, just like that, we're on. This was a lot lot went into this. Yeah, it's magic. Right? We almost had you last week, but then Manny took over. I am so sorry. Don't hate. Manny Pacquiao always (laughs) takes priority. I was like going to hunt him down. I was like, hey, Manny, what's going on? It's all good. I was hoping you'd bring him with. You know, know I guess he was a little busy. Next time, yeah. Have you spent a lot of time with him over the years, like interviewing him and stuff? Um, Yeah, I started interviewing him 2016. Probably, I think it was September before his fight against Jesse Vargas. Uh-huh. Um, and then my boyfriend actually uh, has ran with him and kind of, you know, done some training with him as really? well. Really? Yeah. What does your boyfriend do? Uh, like, he's a sports reporter or sports personality. Got Sorry. it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the schmo. Wait, how did I not realize that's your boyfriend? Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I breaking news here? I don't know, or I'm just I'm just got my head up my ass. I don't know. I, I did not realize that's your boyfriend. I love it. I'm a fan. Of the show. A hundred percent. How can you not be? It's genius. I know. He cracks me up every time. Now he just got on my radar screen, I wanna say in the last few months. So am I late Since to the party? UFC two thirty six, right? Was that his coming out party or uh, is that the right way to say that? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> hey, I mean, like that schmo. Yeah, uh, no. He yeah. he has a sense of humor. Okay, so good. Because I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, to a lot of people, but he likes to say. Um, I don't want to speak for him, but he's been doing this for you know a very long time, and definitely, um, you know, works very hard. I mean, makes me feel like I'm lazy sometimes. Has he been doing it as that character, though, for a long time? Uh, for about, I believe, three and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. Since about 2016, early 2016. But he came from covering more NFL, NBA. Um, that explains it. The two yeah. sports that I just can't get attached to. Yeah, I mean... I don't know why. No, what I realize, too, is sometimes, uh, like, combat sports fans and this is just from my observation and talking to people as well that they either love combat sports and don't really follow you know the major league sports or they love that and and think and i've been told this by people like oh combat sports or mma or boxing is quote unquote too gruesome for me but then they love like football. Right, and they'll stuff watch like Concussion that. Highway on yeah. the on the football field. Yeah. The guys just smashing into each other, going thirty miles per hour or whatever they're running at. I know. Yeah, I like football, but I don't. I'm a cowboy fan, so I've had to learn to not like football oh. because it's rough as a cowboy fan. Yeah, really, really rough. Yeah, a good friend of mine is a big Cowboys fan, okay. and I mean, I've seen him cry. Right. You know, I'm not going to name who he is. Oh, I now wish that you would. I, said I wish you'd cry. out him. But, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was a Niners fan, but not anymore. I mean, the Raiders are coming. I'll be. I cover the Raiders and the Raiders Foundation, which uh, they do such a great job with it. Right. So you know, no more Niners. You know, okay. I'll just set the record straight. So you're the good person to ask then. So I'm thinking about since the Raiders are coming, can yeah. I? Am I allowed to become a Raider fan? Like I've been Cowboys <laughs> my whole life. I'm from LA, and I wasn't a Raider fan then. I know I was. I've been Cowboys. Wait, Here's, I'm confused. I know. I know. It doesn't make sense, right? So here's the deal. I met 
Tony Dorsett, you're probably too, you're too young to know Tony Dorsett, but back in the seventies, yeah. he was the, uh, running back for the Cowboys, number 33. Okay. He was the man, Tony Dorsett. Like he was the man. Well, my, the schmo, my boyfriend yeah. is huge NFL fan, like okay. knows like everything. When he watches this and listens, he's going to be mad at me because I didn't know. It's okay. It's okay. I'm it's sure right. he knows. Yeah. That's You're like... too young to know Tony Dorsett. You shouldn't. It's good you don't. It's okay. all right. I'm old, so I know. Uh, but I met Tony Dorsett at a Dodger game okay. when I was little, and that was it. I just became a Cowboy fan. Well, I was a Cowboy see, fan. See, you have a good reason. Right. Through yeah, I'm not a like a bandwagon. Experience. Like I didn't become a Cowboys fan in the 90s when, when Troy Aikman and winning, Emmett yeah. Smith, and they were winning. Like I was on board in the 70s. Yeah, so your so that counts. loyalty. Right. But then now where does that loyalty, you know, now I mean, it's teetering. The it's line. tough. Can, what if you bought two jerseys, one of the Raiders, one of the Cowboys, and you split it in half? That's interesting. Or, like, I can have yeah. an A and a B team, right? Ex- yeah. Like, one Cowboys a, one are like, B. right. Yeah. Uh, I like that. One A and one B. Exactly. Still number one. Yes. I like that. Like, right now, some people, when they rate, you know, the heavyweight boxers, right, they're like, hey... You know, Tyson Fury's 1A, Deontay Wilder's 1B, or vice versa, right? There's right. always 1A, 1B. Right. Why not for teams we like? Yeah, I'm going to have to get... Because it, it's not going to be fun to not be a Raider fan and live in Vegas, right? I'm just yeah. like, it's. I'm, I, mean, I need to go. I don't want to swim upstream. I want to go with the current. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard if you're against Raiders fans, I've heard it's not pretty. <laughs> no, it's not. I've seen YouTube videos. It, it can be very ugly, especially in a parking lot if you admittedly don't you, like you them. You better you're paint fucked. your yeah. face whatever color no they good. tell you to. Yeah. yeah, you better wear silver and black, <laughs> bitch, or you are in a heap of trouble. Don't do it. Yeah. That's why, like I said, Niners no more. What's your favorite sport? You cover everything. Yeah, MMA. Uh, Well, swimming, obviously, because I was a swimmer. So that always has a special place in my heart. Um, But MMA and then boxing and then NBA. Um, So I'm covering USA basketball. Super stoked about that. Yep. Um, And then NFL, uh, MLB, then, you know. Mm -hmm. I hate that you just threw an MLB just as, oh, by the way, that's my number Dodgers. one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. which is weird, which is weird that like it very, I might be the only person that loves UFC and loves or MMA and loves baseball. Cause they are that's like, right. Interesting one combo. everyone says is like watching paint dry for baseball. UFC or MMA yeah. is obviously hands down the most exciting yeah, sport. They, they are opposites, but it yeah. can be fun. Which one's one A? I think UFC now or MMA. Yeah. I just say UFC because I can't. I'm trying to get to Bellator. I mean, I watch some, but yeah. I like Aaron Pico. I like you know Mike Chandler. Yeah, unfortunate but... what happened. Past few fights. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, maybe yeah. they. Um, I mean, I've heard some people say, did they build him up a bit too fast? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that last knockout was that the knockout was the last fight, mm-hmm. right? He got knocked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was not. Not good. I didn't see that one coming, especially yeah. on the betting windows. I was all over Pico. Oh, you're and better. I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good yeah. city to be in for that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, sports, really. And I play okay. poker. Wait, what else do people bet on? Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I just meant like I'm not playing paper? craps and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just or meant slots yeah. and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Okay. No slots. I can't sit in front of a slot machine. I was at uh, what casino was the other day? Maybe MGM, and there was like a slot t- 
tournament going on, and it just makes me oh, laugh. Have you ever have seen those... it? It's like all these people sitting in these like people sitting in front of these slot machines, and they're not. They don't even pull the thing. It's just t- they're tapping that button because as soon it. as the reels stop, they want it yeah. to go again. Because I guess it's it just however it's however right. many spins you get inside of whatever the time frame is. So you're just trying to get spin after spin after spin, so you have more chances to win or whatever. So like they're just tapping like all these people. It's the loudest thing. Just tap 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 tap. Is that considered skill? Yeah, right. Some of the best slot players from around the world gather. You know. Oh really? No, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, it's crazy. I don't know what that skill. Yeah, there's is a two finger technique. Is it? uh, No, I've seen like people huddle around and I'm like, what? It's hilarious. It's roped off. (laughs) Yeah, like they're serious about the slot. Yeah. Do you gamble? No. 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 The only never. Asian that doesn't gamble. That's, What's this? What? What? Come on, that's Helen. That's true. <laughs> really? I know my, see, growing up, my parents were extremely strict. Okay. And my dad always preached to us. I mean, and my mom, too. Helen, no smoking, no drinking, no drugs, no gambling. Wow. Like, those are the four things they always preach to us. So right. even, like, drinking stuff, I'm very, I rarely drink or do anything. Really? I'm pretty boring. That's probably why I work a lot. Where did you grow up? Vegas. You grew up here. Wow. What a weird thing, right? And no gambling because they were afraid. They were like, yeah, don't let her because it's just too close. It's too accessible. Yeah. Too much going around. And I have three siblings. None of them, like none of us do any of those. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably the biggest drinker of us four. And if you give me like three-fourths of a beer, I'm buzzed. Wow. You know, half of yeah. a drink, not even half of like a vodka soda. Yep. I'm buzzed. I don't drink. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't drink, and not not because like I had a problem with it or anything. Yeah. I just hate the taste. Yeah, I would. I don't mind the feeling. Like I've mm-hmm. I've really only been drunk maybe literally three times. I think I don't even know yeah, if it was I mean, drunk. I might. That... I've probably been just calling buzzed drunk. I didn't even think I, I was drunk. No, I you know, think like same, I've never yeah. thrown up. That's good. Me yeah. neither. Thank that goodness. freaks me out. I don't want to do me it. Me too. Can't do That's it. That's my biggest fear in right. life throwing up. Yeah. Does the schmo drink? No, he doesn't. Now, when the schmo is off camera, you can't say, right? Is that, it's uh, like, no, is it like I'm... kiss without the makeup? Like Gene Simmons? Like, does the. <laughs> like, when, uh, you, when you roll around, you, go, you guys go to the movies, date night, let's say. You go to dinner yeah. and a movie. Does he look like the schmo? No. 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 So, does he get recognized? Yes. He does. And what's funny is uh, I always tell him, too, um, because he always says, well, you know, I have to wear my glasses because when I don't, then people, like, they won't know, you know, like, he doesn't want to be recognized without his, unless he's wearing glasses. But then I'm like, babe. It's only glasses. You're not wearing a prosthetic nose or mustache because he gets surprised, like, how often he gets recognized and stopped for photos and he's not wearing his glasses. And he's always surprised. And I'm like, you're not wearing a prosthetic nose, a big beard, you know, like people can tell it's you. You're just wearing glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to ruin what anyone's uh, yeah, perception I don't ruin it of the schmo is. But um, no, I I love him, and yeah, he just moved to Vegas. We live together. Okay, so. cool. Well, congrats. That's Thanks. cool. How long you been together? Uh, almost seven months. All right. Yeah. And did you meet from work? Yeah, we were. He likes to say, um, well, basically because I feel the same way, like. He was probably the only person that worked 
as much and as hard as I did. And we always saw each other around, but we both said that um, we never wanted to date someone in this business, you know, and my mentality was always just very like focused and his too. And then, um, but once we clicked, you know, once we started talking, like we've been inseparable ever since. And now when he first like put the moves on you, right? He's in character, right? Uh, no. No. Uh Uh-uh. Like you ran into him like before. (laughs) Like backstage or something, and he's like putting on the outfit, or like what? No, how's that work? No, it was that. Well, actually, I'll never forget it. And if he's watching, I'm sorry. I mean, only 67 people listen to this, he won't be one of them. Don't don't worry about it. (laughs) No, I'll I'll make sure you will. All right, yeah. Um, but I was interviewing Anderson Silva, or I was about to, right? And I always tell him this story, and it was back in December. And, you know, I, like, it it took a bit of, you know, email. It was a process to try to, you know, get, make sure I got a one-on-one with Anderson Silva. Shout out and thank you to the UFC for always being very helpful. Um, So, you know, I'm next in line. They're like, Helen, you know, like, you're about to go with Anderson. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm getting prepared. And I'm a one-woman man. I don't know if many people know. So sometimes, like, someone criticize, you know, my, like you, sometimes I read a bit too much and get affected by comments, right? Which yep. I'm trying to do better at. But Me someone too. was like, hey, Deontay Wilder, like, why would you frame it this way or that way? But, like, if, if you only have, like, two minutes with someone, you just got to hit and run, you right. know? Like, you got to hit like, it and press, quit it. Yeah, press play and then got to do what you got to do and what comes out, you know? Um, yeah. So then anyway, on a tangent, but I was about to interview him all of a sudden and he's in the schmo character, right? And <laughs> I've never met him in my life. So I don't even know who he is. He comes up to me, he and the, his, you know, friend, his cameraman, right? He's like, Hey, Hey, um, excuse me to me. And he's like, I, I just seen 90 seconds with Anderson Silva, 90 seconds. In my mind, I'm like, who do you think You're you like, are? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm angry. I mean, I'm like trying to be nice, but I'm like, are you a you're cutting me B it took me a long it was a long process to try to get a one-on-one you right. know with the legend right and then you're trying to just come in here and think you could get 90 seconds with Anderson right. Silva but of course I let him go right you did I, I'm a very nice person so yeah I, I let him go and then um afterwards it was kind of funny because then I needed a ride um Because my friend who picked me up, you know, he had other obligations and stuff. And then I was like, oh, crap, I need a ride to the airport. (laughs) So then we just started talking then. Really? Yeah. Love it. First airport ride. (laughs) Exactly. No, not. Well, not like that. Yeah, not. Not. Yeah. Yeah. G-rated. But I was definitely uh, taken aback by the schmo, you know, the first time I met him. Yeah. It's such a character. Yeah, very creative though. Yeah, yeah super people creative. People love him. Yeah. Uh, he's on Reddit today, the MMA Reddit. They do the AMAs, Ask Me Anything. Yeah, yeah people love him. What made I you get into him. MMA? Like, why? You it, just love the violence. Yeah, I um, mean, he's actually weird. Kind of. Weird. Well, my whole background has been non traditional. And I mean, look at me. I'm five feet 10, 100% 
you know, Chinese, like uh, not traditional, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, I got into it. Well, basically, a, Yao Ming came over to the house yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. My mom's no, no. not going to watch yeah, okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure uh, she doesn't. But yeah. no, I tell everyone, I'm like, yeah, Yao Ming's my second cousin. I you do? do I you do, use a Yao yeah. Ming joke? Okay, fine. Good. I do I don't too. Feel so bad. Yeah, it's all, all right. good. No, I do want to interview him in Chinese. But um, you speak fluent? Yeah, but, you know, it's slightly rusty. It used to be more, like, fluent, which I need to get better at because I do want to interview a few UFC fighters in Mandarin. Yeah, that'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, because they're, you know, they have the shows in China and stuff like that. I'll never do the work, but I would love to learn how to speak Chinese. But I'll never go through with it. I, ba- I barely have a handle on English. Hey, your English is very yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, very <laughs> fluent. English is actually my third language. What's second? Um, two dialects of Chinese are first and second. Okay. First is Cantonese and then Mandarin. Okay. And then English. So sometimes people are like, oh, will you speak like this or that? It, it was my third language. Right. I Yeah. Wow. But, okay, so to answer your question about MMA. Yeah. Um, so I was a swimmer since I was five years old. Um, and when I quit swimming, I was super lost and not in a good place, you know, mentally, my whole identity was gone. I was like, I had the, you know, my whole childhood was, Hey, I'm going to make the Olympic team in 2016. Um, I'm going to swim for USC go there, study business, and, you know, I'm going to turn pro as a swimmer. So when that gets taken away from you and all you know how to do is be an athlete, right? And I'm, like, you know, reaching these goals. What was your event? 50 free, 100 free. I was a sprinter, in and out. Get it done quick. Get it done. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, I mean, it's cool because a lot of my former, like, my former teammate won the gold medal uh, on Michael Phelps relay team, won a bronze as well. In the 2016 Olympics, he was my training partner. And when I interviewed him, he'll still admit it that I was faster than him in a few events growing up. And then a lot of um, people and colleagues I raced against, they also made the Olympic team. And so it was like crazy. Like I cried watching the Olympics because it was like people that I've raced, that I've beaten, that I've you know, my teammates I've grown yeah. up with, they all, you know, I watched them all in the Olympics compete and it, it's kind of like that. What could have been right. Right. But, um, yeah. So on a lighter note, yeah. um, I got into MMA because so when I was lost, I would, um, kind of, you know, like I watch NBA, NFL, baseball, like everything, sorry, baseball, um, with my dad and stuff. But I was always a big WWE fan, like, study that stuff collected yeah collected the books like monday night raw tuesday night ecw thursday was total non-stop action wrestling friday um smackdown and then sunday night or was it saturday night was one hour replay of monday night raw yeah so i like read the underground forums like like i was one of those people right i was so obsessed like I'm so literally. shocked right now okay <laughs> yeah and then so the days it wasn't on i needed my fix and i was like i need to just see people beat the crap <laughs> out of each other i mean even though wwe's you fake, need whatever, some carnage yeah yeah i was like I, all right and it was probably some internal aggression built right. up from just being a swimmer and naturally, you know, just competitive. Right. Right. Um, and then, so I watch, I started watching ECW 
or not ECW, sorry, WEC, yep, yep, you know, Uri yep, Faber, yep. Um, Dominic Cruz and them. And then uh, I got into boxing as well. But then what made me really um, kind of attached to those sports was because in a weird way, I found a way to relate it to when I was a swimmer. Like, yeah, we have coaches and teams, but when you step in that octagon, when you dive into the pool it's you and yourself. Like it's a mental game, right? You know, your coaches, they'll yell at you. They'll talk to you and stuff. And same with the swimmer. But if you give up, that's you, you know, you control your destiny essentially. And to be able to kind of find something that related to something like swimming. And of course, you know, because I loved pro wrestling, I just fell in love with the sports. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Wouldn't expect that. I know. And I'm not violent, Tristan. <laughs> and so you've been covering it's, it's so crazy. Like I feel like you first got on my radar screen maybe literally six years ago from this yeah. app that I had called Hang With. It's already been six years. I only know that because Facebook just reminded me literally like a week ago because it's Facebook likes to just rub it in my face that uh, we were too early on the live streaming game. And uh, so it popped up like it on was Facebook. It a great app though. Six, six year anniversary mm-hmm. of when we were like number 17 or something in the free apps section. Yeah. Um, but like, and like Tinder was like 18. We were like 17. No yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't make Make any money though? There's no money there. That's too bad. Um, but the idea, was but the idea great. was good. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, Facebook and Instagram did live their the version of live, house. and that just yeah. killed us. But yeah, I remember you being on there, and I feel like that was like the beginning of you starting to do like it sports was. reporting and stuff. Yeah, I I never knew I wanted to do. It. I mean, yeah, I would look at Doris Burke, you know, when she covers yep. NBA, and be like, wow, that's awesome. But like I said, when I was young. Um, you know, I was always an athlete, so uh, I would never imagine being kind of on the other side. Yeah. Um, and then also, I was extremely shy. Like, this right now is a lot of talking for me. Really? Like, yeah. When I was young, you'll ask any one of my teachers and coaches, uh, parents, chaperones, whatever, anybody, even my own parents. I, I hate talking. Uh, I'm very, you know, quiet, reserved. And then, but when I was younger, if you were to ask me, hey, go order food from, you know, a drive through window, there's no way. I, I can't even walk into a fast food restaurant. And, you know, you have to walk through people eating, right? sitting down. I, I would, like, walk through, like, oh, my gosh, don't look at me. Don't look. Like, it, it was a weird feeling. Really? Just afraid Is that because speaking. you were tall? Like, no. were you really, were you, like, a tall kid? Yeah, always, like, like so a were you self-conscious taller. about being tall or something? Or no, what, what I, made I just, you, I you was just afraid shy. of people. Yeah, very, like painfully shy like i'll cry that type of shy like don't don't ask me like pretend i'm invisible type of shy like in class i would always hope that the teachers don't know i exist right no one knows i exist like that type of mentality that's yeah. so funny i was kind of similar i i was very shy as a kid believe it or not and uh you know my, my dad's a singer i don't know if you know my dad yeah tony, tony orlando, orlando yeah. yeah and so uh I remember being like maybe five years old and he brought me up on stage. Like I was in the audience watching and he made me like come up on stage. Just the walk from like where I was sitting to the stage, like to that little mini staircase was 
torture. And then when I get up there, and you know, I'm five, and like, you know, they dress me like all like a little sweater oh, yeah. or whatever stupid outfit I'm wearing. And the, like, the whole audience would be like, oh, you know, and it's like 2,000 people going, oh, it sounds so loud. And I would literally start crying. Like, uh, it's just awful. Awful. Oh, we need pics. Yeah. And I, no, no, no pics. No pics. <laughs> Thank God my mom can't cut and paste uh, and send an email. But, uh, uh, yeah, I can remember being backstage after that and I'm like five and I remember looking at my dad and I'm like don't do that to me again I was so furious and then fast forward like 16 17 years and here you are I go to my dad gets this opportunity he's gonna have a theater in Branson Missouri which is kind of like where um people from his this is like in 93 like where people from like his like the Osmonds and uh, Wayne Newton and all these people had theaters in Branson like performing arts centers yeah and so he's like hey I'm gonna go to Branson and I go can I do stand-up? I want to do stand-up and open for you. And, like, I went from being the shy kid to asking my dad, awesome. can I do comedy? Uh, Good like, for you. You know, what how was, many years later. What was kind of, like, that breaking point for you to break out of your show? Class clownism. I was the class clown oh. probably all through junior high so and high school. So you weren't afraid in school. It's weird. I was. I, like, it's really weird. So kind of like you were saying, like, you didn't want to, like, approach someone and talk to them. Yeah. But I could shout out things. Like, if the teacher was, like, no giving way. a lecture, oh, I could, like, what? blurt out something funny and make everyone laugh, and I'm good. But, like, if you asked me to, like, go talk to girls, like, in high school, it wasn't happening. Or, like, just even whatever. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't. Well, uh, you have a beautiful girlfriend. I was, yeah, I got lucky. Now I can talk. So I'm able to, yeah, I was able to. Everything comes yeah, full it circle. It all comes right? full, full circle, yeah. Yeah, well, for me, though, um, because you mentioned this six years ago, one day I just woke up and I was like, I hate myself for being shy. Like, I hate who I am, you right. know, for being, like, so shy. Hated speaking and everything. I would mumble. Teachers would yell at me. I'll never forget it. In the fifth grade, I don't want to say his name. I still remember, but... He looked at me angrily. He's like, Helen, stop mumbling. And his nostrils flared up. <laughs> and I was like, I almost cried on the spot. I was like, holy crap. So, you know, like uh, whatever, six years ago, yeah. I would just think of all that stuff. It would like replay my mind. I'm like, I'm so shy. I hate myself. So then, but I wanted to challenge myself to speak better, improve on that aspect. Um and then I was approached by this, like, uh, internet radio show. And yep. they're like, oh, it, it'll be you and two other girls. And I was like, I'll only do it if I could talk about sports because I don't care about fashion or entertainment. Right. I just, You're I can talk about sports. Yeah. And then I did that. But then he was like, you suck. The producer. Yeah. And I started crying. And then actually when I started. This is six years ago? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He was like, you suck. I was like, damn. I mean, I, I right. know. Tell I me did. how you really feel. Yeah, Jeez. I was like, okay, you know. And then actually I had a co-host. And this is what people don't know about. When I, like, so then when he told me I suck, my competitive nature, I'm like, damn, I suck, but I love that I suck because I can get better. Right. So I created Eyes on the Game, um, and then I was too afraid to do it myself because I'm like, man, you have to talk for an hour. There's no right. way I can do that, right? So then I asked my best friend at the time, her boyfriend, to be my co-host, and we were just doing this you know, as a hobby, whatever, and then after a few months one day, he's like, you know what? I have to tell you, like, 
yeah, I don't see potential in this. I don't think you're good. And even her, we were like best friends for 12 years. And she came up to me one day. No, no BS. Like my, my dad can vouch for me because I like knelt, I kneeled on the ground and I just started crying. It was like one of a bad kind of like a heartbreak because you're right. like, I saw her like she was my sister, you know, 12 years of like sisterhood friendship. And she's right. like, I want to be a good friend to you. You'll never make it in sports. Wow. She, I'll never forget. Are those you still sports. friends? No, <laughs> never heard from her since. And I, I don't plan on it. I mean, we, I wish her well, but I get you know. being, you know, honest with your friends and everything like that's ter- certainly important, but you know, yeah. I mean, and my mentality, you know, it's just like, if someone says I can't do it, I just, I want to try. I, I want to prove myself right. wrong. Yeah. And so you had no training or anything. You just kind of sink or swim. You just threw yourself out there yeah, and just learned, learn figured it out as you, as you went. Yeah. yeah. And I tell everyone, yeah, I may not be the most talented. It's not like since sixth grade, I was holding a microphone and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and whatever in those, um, like yearbook clubs or journalism clubs, right? Um, never, but I, I tell people, yeah, I'm not naturally talented. I know that because I hate speaking, you know, but I'll, I'm the damn hardest worker you'll ever meet. I mean, now besides the schmo, cause he, he does work super hard. Um, but I'll work, I'll outwork anybody cause I want it so bad. And I take that from my swimming background, training like seven hours a day also going to school and stuff and and nothing hurts more than physically right so when you're physically training so now it's like when people ask me how do you work 14 hour days or you know wake up at 4 a.m drive to big bear interview someone then drive home or i've um hosted monday night football before and then at 11 p.m driven 11 hours to albuquerque to jackson wink wow and done interviews like that same day i took a little nap of course when i got there but people ask me how it's because from that swimming training i just i want it so bad so i'll work 25 hours in a 24-hour day and you're not just the talent you're also basically producing the segments right you're you're getting the interviews i don't think people realize what goes into and it's a lot of work getting getting... those top level athletes you know it's not easy to even get in there and then when you do get there you have whatever it is that one minute like you said two minutes with them whatever it is and like this this is easy this is like we we talk for an hour and the sound bites create themselves right it's like if you talk long enough (laughs) you'll get you know the one two three four different minutes of gold in that hour you have to create the gold right out of the gates yes um and yeah and like you said sometimes only one minute or the one question and you're like oh crap so i'm like replaying everything in my mind like and it is a lot more research than people may think or it's like all the time you have to always keep up with what's going on right because even sometimes there's been quite a few times where randomly you know i'm at an event and i'm just like wait is that who i think it is is that you know like this person x y or z but then I'm not prepared, right? Sure. But then in my mind, I'm like, wait, I I know this, this, and this about him or her. Um, And then, you know, I get the interview. Like Mark Davis, I interviewed him last year at an Aces game. I didn't expect it. But then I knew things in my mind. Right. 
And there's j- not just asking questions, but you're also trying to, I'm assuming, you're trying to pick questions that, like, you know, if, like, if you're, like, on a red carpet or you're on a press, just a press yes. line, you know certain people, like, you're trying to ask a question that no one else is going to ask, right? Because yes. you don't want, because when you're a small fish, no offense, I or a smaller yeah. fish, uh, you know, like, fish. the ESPN is going to get the, the obvious the exclu- questions. Yeah. That goes out. So it's like you... You're just you don't want to be a carbon copy of yes. that, right? Yeah. So that's hard. Is asking what's the what's the unique question that I can ask? Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I love too, just really studying, researching. And I think a lot of it comes from when I was a pro wrestling fan, literally reading those underground forums right. and, and those rumor mills and everything. I remember that so vividly. I loved it. And But so now I tried to, you know, when I'm going into an interview, um, try to think to myself, what would I want to know if I'm in that a fan's shoes or someone's shoes? So uh, I'm grateful that, you know, quite a few interviews have been picked up by even by ESPN. um, When I reported that Derek Lewis, you know, the injuries that happened um, after his fight and stuff. And, you know, I'm just grateful uh, just how the community has treated me and you know and how the fans have been of course and yeah because there's also other obstacles like just being female being hot female being right it's like you have these like there's people that kind of do the math on their own that's not correct right they stereotype you like what is she you know like they they don't take you serious probably in the beginning now you've, you've made a name for yourself i think people like oh okay she's legit like yeah but in the beginning was it did you feel that like like i have something to prove One million percent yeah and i mean some people may see my interview like and I'll have, you know, some friends be like, oh, why why don't you loosen up more, show some more personality? But I'm just so, um, like, sometimes I think to myself, okay, because I'm kind of a realist, so, I mean, obviously I know what I look like. Born and raised in Vegas, you know, I, I, was, I was a cocktail waitress, so I kind of, you know... I'll, I already try to look from the outside looking in like, okay, people probably see me like X, Y, and Z, even though I'm an accomplished swimmer and athlete, whatever, but they're just going to see me right now, which is interesting because when I was a swimmer and looked a hundred percent different, but the same person inside, right? Same knowledge, same passion for sports and everything, they treat you 100% different. It's so crazy. I'm just like, what the hell? I'm the same damn person, right? right? But um, yeah, so then a lot of people, you know, will say one thing and um, sometimes I feel like because I have extra things to prove so they don't see, you know, they can see beyond what I look. Yeah. I want to come off a bit more serious because I feel like, oh, if I'm not, they may just be like, oh, see, they put you I in told that bucket. you. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I know a lot of women um, that, you know, do a great job, like incorporating their own personality and stuff. And I mean, that's something I think as, you know, over time. Yeah. yeah over time, sure. it'll evolve. But that's kind of why I'm a bit more serious just because I want to show people that, Hey, like I work my ass off. I know what I'm talking about. I'm 100% professional and you know, and I want this more than anybody. So you mentioned Anderson Silva a little bit ago. (laughs) Yeah. Who are some of the fighters that you've talked to where you have that moment 
as you're talking to them or before you talk yeah. to them or right after where you rewind in your brain and you think of your friend that said you'd never make it, you'd never amount to anything doing this. Who are some of the spiders that you're like, wow, I can't believe I am talking to blank right now? That's a great question. I mean, I think just throughout this journey so far, there have been moments in time where I'm like, oh my gosh. The holy like, shit moment. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. Wow, you know, or even um, a lot of people don't know this, but I've uh, and I thanked Tito um, as well. But when I first started and Eyes on the Game was on Internet radio and I yep. had the co-host, I'm not going to say who he is now, but Tito Ortiz, you know, I asked him if he could call into my show and he called in and um, all of a sudden, like the call failed or something like oh, midway no. through. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, crap. And mind you, I mean, he's like one of my first guests, I think like my second guest ever. Right. And I'm right. like, oh, crap. Like, what do I do? And then he calls back and apologizes like, oh, hey, something must have failed. And that moment, like I have the utmost respect for Tito. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's kind of like moments like that where I'm just like. Oh wow! Like this is you know right. pretty like cool. They, they go the extra mile for you when they could easily just ah oh, whatever. It's like yeah. you know just throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I mean, but and it's like I've been grateful to have interviewed like so many great fighters um, and athletes. Uh, even like if I think back, well, because I said I'm covering USA basketball coming up, and I do love watching NBA. Um, haven't gotten a LeBron James interview. Yeah, but maybe is someday. he on the wish list? Yes. Yeah, so he's let's my talk about that. So, so LeBron is. Yeah. So who are your? If you could write down a piece of paper, you know the three people I want to get in front of with a microphone: LeBron James. Who else? LeBron, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Yao Ming. I still would love the interview, Amanda. How do we make it happen? How do we do it? I mean, I'll fly to China. Come on, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> if you get LeBron, you get everyone. I mean, right? yeah. If I get LeBron, then then I think that's the moment where it's like, damn, right. like another big milestone. Even though, I mean, well, they'll come here, right? They'll be here, right? Don't the Lakers come in the summer? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Does I, that already, I took I already my miss dad that? Did that already play. happen? No, the preseason's okay. in. October. Oh, right, they come at the end. That's right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he did come for USA Basketball when I covered that in 2016. Um, I interviewed, like, DeMarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson. That was a pretty yep. cool moment. Uh, Mike Tyson, when I interviewed him. That was recent, right? Yeah. Weren't you just with him? Yeah. yeah recently. Yeah. That was a pretty cool moment. But um, I guess, like, sometimes I'm just so focused on, you know, just, like, everything, right, that I don't really – and I was thinking about this on my way um, – here and I was just like, you know what? It's already midsummer and I haven't even spent one day this summer to play golf, which I love playing. Even though I suck, I know <laughs> uh, some people have come up to me and been like, "Hey, I know you golf, but you suck." But that I know. Um, and I haven't been paddle boarding, which I also love doing in the summer as well. Like I'm a, I'm very laid back, very mellow, um, but. You it's are an action junkie. You are. I am, yeah. Who knew? Indoor rock climbing, yeah. But I'm just so consumed and focused with work. And I just, I always feel like, how can I work more? What can I do? What, you know, my brain's always turning. And I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And so you're, of your, what you do now, day to day, you have your own show. Yes. But then you still get hired by other outlets and stuff, oh, so, right? 
Um, I work for the radio station, Lotus Broadcasting. So uh, in their sports division, they have ESPN Las Vegas, uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas. And then it was the NBC affiliate, uh, NBC Sports. Now it's kind of like the SB Nation affiliate. So my show is on there. It's on 920 The Game. How did that all happen? Oh, that is, you know, I told you my whole journey is kind of like my height, right? It's just like a weird Uh ass journey. But uh, so it started, you know, six years ago already. I know, that it makes goes me quick, sad. right? Wait, I know it. 2014, Don't even get 15. me started. Oh, it gets five, worse. Five Wait. years for me, yeah. Six years when I first started writing about like MMA stuff, yep. but five years for the radio. I was like, damn, six years already. But no, so uh, five years ago, February uh, 2014, you know, I was doing it as a hobby. Yep. Just because I hated speaking, so I do what I hate, right? <laughs> Conquer your fears. Um, and then... That was February. And then in September, you know, the Lotus and the local um, ESPN, you know, I wrote some articles for them um, about like NBA and stuff like that. And then from that point, my show went from internet radio, but there was like a little hiatus because when my first co-host quit on me, I didn't know what to do, right? Right, right. I I was like, crap. And I had a full-time job at the time, so I didn't do my show for a few months. And then when it picked up in the fall, it moved to AM radio, so it went from internet to AM. And then um, the spring, it moved to uh, the NBC affiliate, 920, which is it's on right now. Um, And then... Yeah, so it was on there, but I was, like, finding my own sponsors and stuff. Um, So, you know, I'm grateful for the sponsors that believed in me, you know, years ago. um, Because it was not a smooth ride, I'll be honest. A a lot of tears through it all. But then October 2016, yeah, with the Pacquiao interview and stuff like that, or September-ish in the fall 2016, um, I started uh, working for Lotus um, part-time. And then in the summer of 2017, I started full-time. So I do my radio show now. And then um, I also do everything digital, like all the digital content on lvsportsnetwork.com. And I'm grateful to Lotus Broadcasting for believing, you know, in a girl who was 22 years old at the time, didn't know what the hell to do, except all I knew was... I love sports. I'm passionate and I'll outwork anybody, you know, and yeah. that's all I wanted to do. So, you know, I'm grateful that now I do it full time. Um, and then I'm also an associate producer on the back end um, for top rank on ESPN. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you just make it happen. You just jumped really? in and I you mean, just made it happen. Like no training, you just did it. And I, you weren't I even comfortable wanted, doing it when you started no. doing it. Yeah. So like the on camera stuff, I didn't start that till um when did I start? April two thousand sixteen. But I for the longest time, I didn't want to do that. I think during the hang with days, yeah. I was only writing and doing radio. And the reasoning was, and this is what people don't know, is because I never wanted people to see what I look like. But now in the social media Because you thought they'd stereotype era, you? Yeah, I thought they would stereotype me. And I just, I wanted them to just listen to my show or read my article and know that I'm just, you know, a very passionate 
reporter or right. I'm just like everyone else. I didn't want them to be like, oh, you look like this. Uh oh, it's going right. to be this, this, or this. I just wanted to them to know that I'm a passionate, you know, yeah. sports person. And, and now do you kind of like want to use uh, like sex appeal as, as like, is there a happy medium where you can kind of use, cause obviously like Instagram, you know, yeah. certain, certain type of content, not going crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, bikini but, pics. Right. I know that's what they all want. <laughs> but do you, do but, you think about like, well, well, I might be able to get more followers now if like, if you could somehow yeah, balance it or but, is it too risky to, to no, try to do that? And that's the thing that I've been so trying to figure out. I'm right. like, what do they want? You know, like, because, um, and being a swimmer, obviously being in a swimsuit since five years old, right? I mean, that's kind of the norm for me and being born and raised here in Vegas. But then, right. you know, I'll see this person's, um, Instagram and they they have like a million you know voluptuous sure. pics or they're kind of more you know I mean they're beautiful don't get me wrong but it's kind of a, a lot more sex appeal stuff right. right and then but they're at like uh, their employer where they work is like a major you know network or a national network and I'm just like. Okay, and then I see, but this person that works for a major national network, everything's toned down. So I'm like, and, you know, I've asked, like, some of, um, you know, some colleagues, um, some mentors what to do. And, I mean, it's been kind of confusing, and, and I'll admit it. I'm not, like, if it weren't for what I do, which sounds really weird, but I'm not a huge fan of social media, so I'm not someone that knows how to take, like, a million type of photos a day. I get bored after two. Like, right, right. I, I tell the Shmel after, like, one or two pics, two pics max, I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. smile and hold the, like, no. You know, just take it. This is me as is. Right. You know, I can't, like filter a million times it's it's exhausting and i don't know if there's one right answer like i think it's just trial yeah, and error I, I for no just idea. about everyone you I mean, know if someone knows let me know <laughs> well the schmo's pretty good marketer i mean i think he, you know he's the pro, i'd be all right know? taking his advice do you guys do a lot of stuff together work-wise yeah you, yeah yeah is it is that fun like oh i love it yeah and when you go to fights, is there a competitive uh, nature? Like of of you probably both can get the same guests or this talk to the same yeah, people I mean, now, I, right? I will like say, there's no. Yeah, no, that that's true. But uh, athletes love them. Like so after yeah. the Pacquiao fight, right? So I'm like, you know, we're both. Um, coming out of the arena and I'm like, oh crap, Adrian Broner. Whoa, he's ranting, right? So I'm like, click, I'm filming, right? Yeah. So then after and I'm trying to get content and footage for the uh the website, LV Sports Network. And then I look over and there's Reggie Bush. But next thing I know, he's like talking to the Schmo, like they're uh -huh. homies, I like they're it. best friends. And they just met? No, well, oh. he's he knows a lot of the athletes, and like I said, he comes from an NFL background, right. NFL, NBA. Um, he's been covering MMA. Uh, I, I think he said the first fighter he's really covered was TJ Dillashaw. Okay. Um, and that was like, so about a year and a half that he's really done right. more MMA. Yeah, because I feel like he's been on my radar screen for about nine months the, now. Nine yeah, months to a year. Like April, he's, yeah. I mean, it's normal. Like a lot of people have said, you know, April, the big presser was right. the big right. little party, which I'm glad. I mean, he deserves all of it. Um, yeah. His channel 
uh, social media, everything has grown. And like you said about the athletes, um, I'm grateful that we work together very well. Yeah. And uh, but they all love him. What makes me laugh about him? I was just watching him literally this morning. Uh, with Dana. He was with Dana, and I think it was on ESPN uh, MMA's page, or maybe it was on Dana's page. I'm not Or maybe it could have even been his page. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, he was talking to Dana, and it just cracks me up how no one laughs while he's being that character because I couldn't do it. I'm so, it's so good. And it's so, yeah. he's, his commitment to that character oh, yeah. is so strong and his rhythm and the way he, he he's asked great. questions because he asks intelligent questions. But he when does. it's packaged with that, that character, I, if like I was Dana, I don't know how you keep a straight face because it just would make me laugh. But they, I love that they keep it straight. Yeah. With him and they just they answer him like you like you know, and, like it's and I you know, Bob Costas talking I, to them. It is, yeah. I mean he says Craig Sager meets Ronnie Rodney Dangerfield. That's accurate. Yeah, and yeah, his commitment yeah. to the like character. Caddyshack Rodney, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and his commitment to the turtleneck. Yeah, right. I mean he, he got it going on, yeah. And so I'm very proud of him and we we support each other and um I'm grateful like you know, I told you, like, I film stuff on my own. So yeah. I, I used to film on this um, small handheld video camera, right? And then uh, he just bought me for an early birthday present, like, this, like, super nice, like, $2,000 camera. So now oh, wow. I can nice. film a lot more. So you can you be, take more selfies, hundreds of selfies oh, and, and video? So, yeah. And Instagram okay, filters. Before we go, I want some predictions out of you. Okay, I want some okay. UFC predictions. I would Got like it. to know Conor McGregor. Does he fight again? And does he fight again this year? Do we see Conor in My, the octagon? I don't think this year, no. Damn it. No. But I think he will be back. He will fight again? Yeah. I think so too. Who do yeah. you think he fights next? Ooh. We need to see how Khabib yeah, and Dustin how, shake out mm -hmm. and Tony Ferguson and all that. I and, mean, I think Tony, and I think we all think, or. At least we all should think yeah. that Tony deserves that title shot. Totally. I mean, please just give yeah, it. give the guy a title shot yeah, already. Please. He's got to get it. Yeah, yeah. Does Dustin beat Khabib? Well, here's the thing. After looking at Jorge Masvidal's game plan against Ben Askren, which was like one of the smartest Insane. game plans ever, and and when he did that, like my initial thought Were you at was, the fight? yes, wow, it was so crazy. It was like they just told him, you know, <laughs> go to your corners. He did the thing behind his back, and then all of a sudden you blink twice and it's over. Right. We're like, what? Right. The Crazier hell? than McGregor Aldo, like crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. Yeah. So props to him, but. My point of saying that was, obviously, they train at the same gym, right? Yep. And and then also Amanda Nunes, who also trains there, her game plan against Holly Holm, which, I mean, I they're both amazing sure. fighters. But that game plan and how Amanda after said she wanted to beat Holly at Holly's game. And it, 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 I was just like, right. holy crap. So now I'm thinking... Damn, that gym's they're cooking up some good game plans, yeah. you know? So given that, I mean, it changes it a bit for me that I'm like, okay, could see it a bit, you know, closer. I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin wins. Yeah, me neither. But I, I think Habib. 
I agree. Wins, yeah. And do we see GSP ever fight again? I don't see it right now. No? I, I don't know why. I mean, I know there's talks and rumors. I just, I don't know. I may have to uh, try to figure out what's going on over there. Yeah. And do you, what are your thoughts on with PEDs and stuff? You know, people like TJ, who's obviously he's a great I was, fighter. I was surprised about um, that. Do you think it tarnishes them? They're like, I don't think it does, but I don't know if I should even be looking at it like that. Like, I just think like when, he was still a great fighter with or without. But when do you know like, when he wasn't? Then there's that too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it makes things questionable, but say he comes back and, you know, he's clean on the second run or whatever. Right. Or never w- gets caught again. And comes back, you know, starts, like, being like the old TJ, but this time, like, we all know he's clean, being tested very regularly, right. um, and wins the title again. Then we could be like, okay, but but I think it'll always kind of be tarnished in a yeah. way. Interesting. Yeah. And Manny and Floyd, too. Do we see it? You know what's crazy? Do we want to see it? Uh... Right now, it seems like, well, I asked Layla Ali, right, a few weeks ago on the red carpet, yep. and she's like, no, right? But uh, I think there is some interest. I think we got to see it. Yeah, you want to see it, I right? definitely want to see well, it. I'm, I am so pro Manny. I, Manny's my favorite. Other amazing. than Mike Tyson, like, Manny's my yeah. favorite boxer ever. I just think he's exciting. I love him. Like, I just like yeah, his personality. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm just a Manny fan. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I, I think what'll happen is if it generates enough buzz, it'll happen. But what's crazy is, so, three years ago, May 2016, Floyd Mayweather Sr. told me that his son obviously Floyd would come back at come out of retirement to fight an MMA fighter. And I was like, is that Conor McGregor? And then obviously we saw what happened there. Right. So September, 2018, I talked to Floyd senior again and he tells me that there could be a rematch. Really? Yeah. But I mean, right now we don't know. I'm not confirming anything. You're not breaking news here on the action junkies. We're just talking. We're just talking. Yeah. If I do have news to break, I'll I'll be back. I like it. Yeah. Helen, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun today. I'm glad we finally were able to make it happen. I'm so sorry. No, you're all good. It's okay. It's okay. All right. You can follow Helen uh, Travis. will post all of your links to your Instagram and all. Right. There it is. There it is. Right there. Look at that. I got a guy. I've got a guy. Yeah, wherever. Wherever. Thank you. Follow this. All right, folks. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Podcast.